had been left open and light strategically left on in case little feet went wandering in the night. He felt safe in the house, almost like a child himself once more, no longer alone and unloved. As he walked slowly towards the stairs that would lead him to the boy, he noted the order of the things within, neat and tidy, everything in its place, except for the occasional toys scattered on the hallway floor abandoned by the children of the house and left by parents too tired to care any more. He breathed in the smells of the family, the food they had had for dinner mixing with the mother's perfume and bath-time creams and soaps, air fresheners and polish. He listened to the sounds of the house, the bubbling of a fish-tank filter coming from the children's playroom, and the ticking of electronic devices that seemed to inhabit every modern family's home, accompanied by blinking green and red lights. All the time he thought of the parents rushing the children to their beds, too preoccupied with making it to that first glass of wine to even read them a bedtime story or stroke their hair until sleep took them. Parents who had children as a matter of course to keep them as possessions and a sign of wealth, mere extensions of the expensive houses they lived in and exotic cars they drove. Children they would educate privately as another show of wealth and influence, bought educations that minimized the need for parental input while guaranteeing they never had to step out of their own social confines, even at the school gate. More discarded toys lay on the occasional step as he began to climb towards the boy's room, careful not to step on the floorboards that he already knew would creak, his gloved hands carrying the bag and the thing so precious to the boy. His footsteps were silent on the carpet as he glided past the parents' bedroom on the first floor, the door almost wide open in case of a child in distress. He could sense only the mother in the room, no odours or sounds of a man. He left her sleeping in the semi-darkness and climbed the next flight of stairs to where the children slept. George and his older sister, Sophia, each in their own bedrooms. If they hadn't been, he wouldn't be here. He reached the second-floor landing and stood still for a few seconds, looking above to the third floor where he knew the guest bedrooms were, listening for any faint sounds of life, unsure whether the family had a late-arriving guest staying. He only moved forward along the hallway when he was sure the floor above held nothing but emptiness. Pink and blue light from the children's night lamps seeped through their partially open doors, the blueness guiding him towards George his grip on the special thing tightening. He was only seconds away from what he'd come for. He passed the girl's room without looking inside and moved slowly, carefully, silently to the boy's room, easing the door open, knowing the hinges wouldn't make a noise. He crossed the room to the boy's bed that was pushed up under the window, momentarily stopping to look around at the blue wallpaper with white clouds, periodically broken up by childish paintings in the boy's own hand the mobile of trains with smiling faces above the boy's head, and the seemingly dozens of teddy bears of all kinds spread across his bed and beyond. He felt both tears of joy and sadness rising from deep inside himself and swelling behind his eyes. But he knew he had to do what he'd come to do. A greater power than he or any man had guided him this far and would protect him the rest of the way. He knelt next to the boy's bed and placed the bag on the floor, his face only inches away from the child's, 
their breath intertwining in the space between them and becoming one, as he gently began to whisper, George? Shh, George. The boy stirred under his duvet, his slight four-year-old body wriggling as it fought to stay asleep. George, shh, shh. Open your eyes, George. There's nothing to be afraid of. I have something for you, George, something very precious. The boy rolled over slowly, blinking sleep from his narrow eyes. Eyes that suddenly grew large with excitement and confusion. A smile spreading across his face, his green eyes sparkling with joy as he saw what the man had brought him. Reaching out for the precious gift as the man's still gloved hand stroked his straight blonde hair. Do you want to come to a magic place with me, George? A special place with special things, he whispered. If you do, we need to go now and we need to be very, very quiet. Do you understand? He asked, smiling. A magic place, the boy asked.